Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. So the Warriors, they lost a pretty, pretty ugly game to the Phoenix Suns, 130-119. And, you know, I always talk about effort. You know, you can lose a close game, but as long as it feels like everybody is all in and they're doing what they need to do to help the team win, uh, you usually you can walk away from that feeling like, oh man, that was just a good game. Uh, to be honest, you know, like I don't know if I expected the Warriors to win this game. I always thought that they had a chance, which is actually a funny thing to to say, considering how we all felt about this team before the season started. Uh, but I didn't expect them to kind of. We know that Steph has been carrying this team all season long. The dude dropped 50 points, 17 for 28 in 36 minutes, 7 for 11 from 3, 9 for 9 from the line, 6 assists, 9 boards. But it felt like everybody else was just kind of there. You know what I mean? I won't go through everyone per se, but uh, I'll hit on uh, two dudes who have been up and down all season long, Clay Thompson and Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole, he had that breakout game against the Spurs at home when he was starting for Clay, And it was like, okay, hopefully he's turned the corner. He's figured something out. But then he went back to the bench in this one, and I get it, right? Everybody knows that when he starts with Steph, he's better. Uh, Steph does so much more for him than anyone else because of his gravity and everybody's keyed in on Steph and Poole can run off ball, all that stuff, right? We know that. But to really come in and play 27 minutes, go 0 for 5, 0 for 3 from 3, hit two free throws, get eight assists, which is fine, uh, and just one turnover, but just two points. Again, he was more facilitating, but he needed to be a little bit more aggressive on the shooting end. And one thing I know it seems about Poole is like, you know, he'll develop the stuff as it goes, as his career goes, but, you know, he doesn't necessarily have like a go-to move or a go-to spot, right? We know that like Clay likes to get to the elbows when he's not at the three-point line. We know, well, Steph can score from from anywhere. But, you know, some guys, they just have certain spots on the floor where they just need to get to that spot and they can hit that. Uh, Poole is developing those things, but he doesn't have them just yet, just yet. Getting kind of a mid-ranger, but obviously didn't see that one in this game. So that's that's kind of a bummer. I appreciate that he only had one turnover, but still. And on the defensive end, again, I always focus on him just because I'm very, very curious to see what he does and miss rotations and, you know, the half-assed effort sometimes. Uh, but, I, you know, I want to talk about Clay Thompson. And this is not saying that Clay is done or that he's washed or that he's never going to be who he was. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm all about you know, giving Clay some time to, you know, figure out what he needs. I've talked about in the past, he's got a lot of mental baggage to carry. And I've talked about how it feels this season, like he's playing ghosts and he's not playing the opponent in front of him. And he's playing like ghosts of himself, you know? And in this one, yeah, he was, he was shot hunting and it took them out of the game. I mean, there's that one clip going around where I believe he had just missed a three. The Warriors got the rebound. Steph passed it out to Clay. Andrew Wiggins was wide open in the corner. And Clay from the right wing sets, 
takes a beat for some reason. Maybe he thought he was going to pass, but decides to shoot and clanks it. And Draymond is under the basket and he just kind of looks exasperated and he doesn't even bother running back on defense. And then Steph, you could see his, his reaction because he ended up at the top of the three point line, very, very top of the arc. And he looked like, you know, why did you shoot that? You know, and the Suns went down to the other end on a break. Bridges got fouled and Steph punched the ball up in the air and got a technical. So they were down by seven at that point. And then they they went down further and, and Steph couldn't bring them back from that. And again, love Clay, not an indictment of who he can be this season, where he can get to. But it is something when you shoot your team out of the game because you're just hunting your own shot. You know, I get it. He thinks he can just make the floodgates open. But in a game like this, you have to play the game. You have to play uh, the team concept. And yes, in the past, all these shots are good shots for Clay, but not in this one. Not in this one. He played 30 minutes, six for 17, three for nine from three, hit all four of his free throws and had five boards, two assists, five fouls, 19 points. A couple of shots came in garbage time, you know, like Kerr left him out there. But for the majority of the game, it was like put in Clay's hands and you just didn't want to see him go up with it. He was playing ghosts of himself. He was playing like games in his head regarding Devin Booker. And I said in the last episode that when Poole was going off against the Spurs and Clay was a guest on the run TMC broadcast, it seemed like Clay was a little distracted. So I'm sure there was a part of Clay that came out. It was like, you know, Jordan did this, did this against the Spurs. I'm going to do this against the Suns. And it never came to fruition. And who knows? Maybe that took uh, the rest of the team out of it a little bit, right? Maybe it took Jordan Poole out of it a little bit. NBA fans, the NBA action is just getting started, and so are the incredible offers at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA pregame Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, total points scored, and more. Even though the Warriors have had a rough start, how can you not bet on them? With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. But bottom line is the Warriors are six and nine. And uh, it's ugly right now. And it's it's almost like Steph is back in the 2020-2021 season when um, it was just him carrying the whole team. Uh, it's really weird to say that because, you know, for the most part, I think Draymond is playing decently well. He does look a little bit older. Wiggins is playing great this season overall. Looney's playing great. Uh, it's Clay Thompson and Poole who are up and down. And I don't necessarily think that you <laughs> bench Clay for Poole, but uh, if these things keep happening, I mean, we look at this starting lineup and we talk about how good they are in general and how they're one of the best lineups, you know, five-man groups in the league. But still, if like, if you can't count on Clay on either end of the court and they're giving him some runway, some time for all that, he should take that time. But again, 
if it's something where you blow up the team concept and you blow up the team's chances of winning a game, that's when it becomes an issue, right? That's when it becomes like, oh, come on, man, you know, like <laughs> we're giving you a chance, but like help us win a game. You know, if you don't have it, move the ball instead of just trying to reignite the past. I mean, almost like Russell Westbrook out there, right? Totally different player. I'm not a Russ fan, but what I'm saying is Russ last season, especially was trying to be like, I'm Russell Westbrook from before, you know, and I'm Russell Westbrook, the MVP, the triple double King, all that jazz. And right now, Clay seems like he's trying to summon. I'm Clay Thompson from 2019. I'm Clay Thompson, game six, Clay. And that's fine. (laughs) You know, if, if your team is ahead, if you're winning, if all this stuff, you know, again, not, blaming this loss on clay but just focusing on clay for this particular episode that that hurts that hurts anyway that's all i'll say about that uh real quick uh i didn't get a chance to talk about wiseman going to the g league because when i recorded the last episode it hadn't been announced yet i recorded right after the game but uh i think it's it's fine i think it's great for him uh that he's going there hopefully he gets a bunch of reps and can find his mojo. Everyone talks about how this is comparable to Looney or Jordan Poole. Uh, that's great. I think it's a little bit different from Jordan Poole in the sense that Jordan Poole wanted to go to the G League because in that 2020 COVID season when you know games were stopped, everyone talked about how Poole was the hardest working guy when he can get into the gym, but he couldn't crack the lineup. So he had improved, but uh, he just couldn't find minutes. So he wanted to go down there and kind of flex a little bit, get his confidence back up and just, you know, exercise his, uh, what he had uh, changed and improved about his game. Right now, Wiseman hasn't made those improvements. He's going there to try to make those improvements and, and find his mojo. So maybe it's it's all just like nitpicking, but like it's not exactly the same. Also, Jordan Poole went to the G League uh, in February, March of that year. And that G League was a bubble, et cetera. It was like a, only a handful of games. So a little bit different, but still the same purpose, which is get Wiseman like comfortable, get him some minutes. It sucked in the uh, Suns game that Kaminga was ill, so you couldn't even get him out there because Jamichael Green just looked not <laughs> not someone that they really wanted to have on the court. Anyway, I could go on forever. I'm going to keep this one short, but you know, uh, I feel for clay. I'm a huge clay Thompson fan, obviously, but it's just like you wince when it seems like he's just uh, forcing it a little, a little too much. And in terms of trades, you know, everybody's talking about trades and that this team isn't uh, good to go and, and that they need to improve and all that jazz. And, um, you know, I haven't explored what trades I think are interesting, but if you have any, feel free to leave them in the comments on the YouTube video. And uh, we'll talk about that because, you know, it's stuff that people toss out there. I'm like, you know, I don't, <laughs> I don't want Jacob Hurdle for uh, James Wiseman, to be honest. The Warriors are 15 games in and we'll see what they look like in five games when it gets to the, the quarter point of the season that I've always, always talked about. So it also shows you how important that Kings game would have been if they were able to pull that one out, because then the vibes would be different, right? You'd have a four game winning streak. And then the Suns game is a game that maybe you have more confidence going into it. And also if you lose it, it's like, okay, you know, we're, we're working our way back. But right now, just the way that looked, it was like, 
you know, it looked like Steph versus the world all over again, which is not going to be sustainable, especially when at this point you thought that the young guys would be able to give the older vets some rest. You know what I'm saying? So they're not getting that. Steph is in amazing shape, but I do worry about any potential injury that he could get just from wear and tear. Remains to be seen, but right now the Warriors can't afford to sit him at this point. They're only three games under 500, but still, you know, like you look at trends and that's what makes you a little uncertain, a little anxious about how things go moving forward. So, um, yeah, still a long way to go, but uh, you got the Knicks at home on ESPN on Friday. That should be an interesting one. All right. Well, that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick E. Pino or at Oakland Warriors. Check out our YouTube channel where you can watch this episode, youtube.com slash Oakland Warriors. Check us out at oaklandwarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you want to leave us a nice review saying good stuff about the show, on Apple Podcasts, that would be hugely, hugely appreciated and it would be very, very helpful. Thanks. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time and go Dubs. <laughs>